Welcome to Termigant Talk, your weekly walk through the minds of two hip-hop heads that happen to love TV and happen to be women. I'm Goody. And I'm Chantel. Blau. Blau. You like me now. We back. We are back uh, for a second week in a row, bitch. Yeah, it's but us. We're it, here. Fueled by uh, the power universe. The power of the universe, the omniverse, the metaverse. The MCU, the verses, the verses, uh, municipal credit union. Um, what else is it powered by? Con Edison. Hell. Uh, Rising uh, files. Word. All of that, but not really. It's just us. Two hip hop heads. Uh, I don't know everything. Nothing. Uh, your girl is tired and sleepy and tired and sleepy. What else am I? Oh, I'm tired and sleepy. Mm, but I, I am here. I don't know that I'm tired because y'all know I get my sleep. I don't play about sleep. But I do have, I'm. it's like, I feel like I'm juggling a lot. And it's to the point where people, I tell people how busy I am and then I can't tell people what I'm doing because I don't know. I can't pinpoint it. I know a lot has to do with my job. How's the job going? Love it, love it, love it. Anything then, that allows me to not leave the house is on uh, is right yeah. on time for me. I gotta tell you guys, um, me and Goody are polar opposites in that regard. Um, because if I had to stay working in this house any longer, y'all would have read a tra- tragic essay about me. So I am three days in the office and two days home. So Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, typically I am in my off my company's office in Brooklyn. Yeah, I consider this the office because when I'm not working or recording, I'm not in here. This I close the door to this room. I'll come back. You know, I'm in the market for a new place and I'm hoping that I'm able to be a person with a home office. You know, we're going to see if I can become a home office haver. The type that has a home. A home office. A home office with a day bed in it for my guests. Because I'm, I'm still happy to host people, and let people come to my house. Girl, speaking of day bed, that makes me think of my sofa. I got myself a um, a upholstery cleaner machine. Oh, I love those. I have one. Is yours a Bissell? Yes, it's Bissell. Mm. Little green monster. Oh yeah, I have that. I'm like, oh my gosh, all of this is in the couch. Yeah, I love that thing. And it's it's good to um if you want to do like um if you want to do like pillows like decorative pillows. Oh, yeah, no, I I have intentions like I've already started everything everything. Yeah, and it, it doesn't do too bad on a on a area rug as well. I've done three area rugs, one sofa, two um two of my uh dining room tables. I mean mm. chairs. I'm on a nice. roll. I'm on a roll. That's what I, that, you know, yeah, I'll be working and I'll take a little break and go. Yeah, see, I don't have that clean ability. Cushion. I can't stop working to do much more than maybe make a meal. Maybe, maybe make nah, a meal. For you, that meal better be made already. Yeah. I mean, it's just easier when I, when I'm able to just kind of like flow through the day. So let's talk about why we're here. 
Do you want to talk about why we're here or do you want to talk about where you went on Tuesday? Oh, yeah. Quick. We do like a little quick recap of the week. Um, yesterday, last week when we were talking, I was sharing with you off mic that I was going to the final hip hop show at the Knitting Factory. So the Knitting Factory, which has been like um, a home to underground artists of all types, but definitely held a pretty tight place in the heart of a certain echelon of rappers over the probably last 20 years when it was down in Fidei before Fidei became a place where all these people live. The Knitting Factory was way downtown. Um, and now, it, then it moved over to Brooklyn uh, in the, I think that would have been considered the Williamsburg area. Yes. So I went to the last show, uh, last hip hop show um, at the Knitting Factory. And it was a pretty cool backpacky setup. My, my, um, the person who owns my company, Mike King, is also a rapper. And he was one of the performers at the function and he got on stage and did his thing. There was a bunch of rappers came through. I believe Royal Flush was there and there was a, a bunch of people from boot camp there. And it was cute. It was sweet. You know, and I mean, tonight is the official closing where it's like last show ever. We're saying goodbye to Brooklyn. But yeah, it was pretty cool. It was nice. And for we did review Mike King's album. We did. We did. About two months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we we did a little adult contemporary hip hop. He's got some, he's got a um remix of some of his music. And I think he may have one with Freeway, Beanie, and Petey. Okay, like I'm going get into that. Yeah, a real Philly quadruple play. So um, I was able to hear a little bit of it, and it sounded pretty good. And I'm pretty excited to see. Did I say Freeway, Beanie, and Petey Crack? Yes. Yes, and you Mike. did. My yeah, so Mike's- thing, sometimes when I hear Beans now, he's still Beans, but his health issues have, you know, they took some, it took something out of his, his delivery. But yeah, I but think, his wordplay is still strong. Well, very strong wordplay. You know, I'm still there for for Beanie doing mm-hmm. his. Thing. Yeah, so that was what I did last week. Did you do anything fun last week? I think you did. What did I do? I mean, um, the you week where I went to see Slick Rick uh, at the summer stage. You know, I enjoy Slick Rick. Event one of these days soon. After we do power, we're gonna do a review of uh, the Great Adventures. Great Adventures of slick rick which i listened to again Mm -hmm. and we have to get into that i thoroughly enjoy slick rick but we i cannot wait to have goody answer for why she loves slick rick and hates doggy style can't wait so excited because seems no no no, don't tell us now seems like you've got a mouth full of gold teeth you know no you know, I just didn't like Doggy Style. Greatest album, one of the greatest hip hop albums recorded. And this woman was just like, I just didn't like Doggy Style. But that's another one for another day. The reason why we're here is to talk about episode two, Power Season Two. What was uh, your episode called? Mind Your Business. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it is what what we think when we first think Mind Your Business. I think it's mind your business. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So, um, yeah. 
So we open up with Raquel and how De- Detective Howard having a. So the last, what was it? The last, the last episode ended where we pick up, we pick up right where the last episode ended, almost like a soap opera. So, you know, Raquel walks into Baisley. She goes and she sees Detective Howard, her baby daddy. And um, they get to chat, right? And I will say this. No matter what, no matter how many times I see Omar X, my heart still skips a beat. It was pitter-patter? Oh, my God. He's so cute to me. What was he the stand out? That's not what stood out to me about oh, sorry. Detective Howard. Like, for me, the thing that stood out about Detective Howard He a nigga from that hood. How so? Well, I mean, let's talk about what they get into because I'm going to pinpoint it as we get deeper into their... No, get into it. Because this Um, is like... They spent almost 10 minutes on this scene between back and forth. So let's just go straight straight through this scene because it's really important. He is coming to rock like, yo, I died or I felt... I thought I was dying and my life did flash before my eyes. Right. He did what I saw. And I, I, you know, now that I didn't die, I'm going to, I'm going to make amends. So what do you think he meant when he said he hated what he saw? I think, like, that, I think that he's was... done more dirt than um a little bit. Uh, I, we... Maybe he has something to do with Raquel being the way she is. Like he's the person who gave her her first cigarette. Yeah. But remember, I, I just assumed that he was. I figured he was dirtier than we saw, right? Right. That's remember, what he I was think. given unique information. He was kind of dealing with rock. Like, I feel like not for nothing. I feel like he's the male juke, like jukebox turns into a cop, but we know how dirty she was. I feel mm-hmm. like he's that the male version of that because the way he was talking to her, he was like, you know, I, I did a lot of bad things. I didn't like what I see. What I saw is messed up that you sent Kane in to kill me, but I deserved it. To think that you deserve that, he he had to be on some type of darker than we thought, right? But the way he's talking to Raquel about but remember, he didn't even have no family he could ask for right. bone marrow. He was he, he was a dirty dude. Was, yeah. But the way he was talking to Raquel about Kanan not being built for the game. It sounds like he himself was built for the game. Yeah. Look, he he ain't no shooter. Like some okay. My son's dad is NYPD. If my son's dad were to be having this discussion with me, it would have been more pleading, like, please don't put him in this. Like, why yeah. would you? This is like, yo, fam, he ain't even built for this. Like, what you got him doing? And almost like, yo, you raising him soft too. Like. He yeah, can't, he can't. He he can't shoot. He I could see it in his eyes. He ain't built for this. He wasn't saying it like he don't want him to do it, but he wasn't saying it with the same kind of energy that a cop dad would be. He wasn't pleading. He was like, "Come on, man, you wait." He soft. He wasn't built for that. You sent him out here. I'm glad I ain't die. But if you sent a real killer out here, I would be dead already. Right. Yeah, it was definitely an energy of like, you got to be kidding me. Like, this, this is how you raised him? Well, not this is how you raised him. Like, you raised him to be a stoop kid and then like a small stoop kid. And now you're trying to let him be a street dude. And that's that's not 
that's not what he's he's set up for. It's not. It was which goody. To be fair, everyone feels that way. It's true. That feels that way. You know. I don't know if Marvin. Marvin doesn't feel that way. Marvin doesn't. I don't think Marvin has the depth to feel much of anything. Um, Lulu does feel that way. Um, but what Lulu, I'll say is this: Lulu seems to feel that way about himself. Sure. I feel like there wasn't disappointment that he was sent out there because when he, he knows what his son could become mm-hmm. but I don't feel like he knows what his son could become because of Raquel it felt like he knows what his son could become because of him I mean look I mean it, there's a choice you have to make in order to be the type of person he is in this world you know what I mean to choose to operate like that when he could have chosen to operate like on some cops and robbers shit you know and then to like, play into what you were saying like look at Detective Burt right yeah Detective she's, Burt. Straight, she's straight and arrow but then she come from a different. We don't know his backstory yet. Yeah, you you think we're gonna get it? I'm sure we will. I will get something that tells us how dirty he was. Like you know, they never tell us someone was dirty. They're giving us like we got the hint he was dirty when he was get put in unique on to some well, of Raquel's dealing. Dirty. Yeah, because that he did dirty stuff like directly in front of us, and we could see him. Yeah, but. Being a, this energy he was bringing, talking about how Canaan was it built for, to me, it was a different kind of energy. And he wasn't wrong because then we flashed to... Um... <laughs> Wait, let's let's finish his... I really want to get into that scene with Canaan and Juke. Mm-hmm. But, but he basically... He tells her, basically, bitch, stop lying. That's my son. I'm going to tell you how I know that's my son. It's my son because... I arrested him. He was bleeding. And even I the way him. he said that, your son was leaking when he came. Like cops don't necessarily speak like that. Your son was leaking when he came. But he was from I'm that saying. neighborhood, so I I do know a couple of cops. Yeah, I get it being from the neighborhood, but the yeah. way his approach to it wasn't like, "Come on, Rock, I I was able to get blood." Son was leaking. Now I he do, like he was on the Wu Tang album. I do want to know if that. Lab. If that if that technology existed in 1991, mm. call us up 1-800-223-9797 and tell us did that technology exist in 1991 for DNA? Because I'm more on that. Not quickly, but I I believe that there was something. It probably isn't what we have today, but um. And how, and how do you do it on the low? Right, and you're doing it on the low. Okay, you take the the DNA from the whatever, from the blood or whatever. But my thing was, okay, this lab he sent it to was, did he pay for it himself or did he use his resources? Because if he used his resources... Somebody's going to find it. Yes. Burke, not somebody. Burke ass. I think this whole episode is all red folks. Yeah. I think that that DNA test is going to come back. Um, and more things. So I did love the way that he, to your point about how he's definitely showing himself to be someone from the neighborhood. When he went to go sit on the bench, he didn't sit on the bottom. He didn't sit on the bottom of the bench. He sat on the bench like one of the dudes who was, like he, he sat on the bench like a dude who was out there um, in the life. 
I would have sat on the bench the same way I can. And Chantel. <laughs> and Chantel. I would, if I saw a bench now, it's going to take everything in me not to sit on the back of the bench. Just, it's just more comfortable up there. Get us, get a nice scenic view of the pond if you were at Baisley. So, you know, they're trying to, you know, Rock is fighting for her life with this lion shit and just keeps basically. No, but when she was like, I had a lot of admirers. Girl, shut up. You was a little virgin. Yeah, I really wonder how much of, how much of the the darkness in Ra comes from him? I don't think that's it. I think the darkness in Ra comes from whatever happened when right before they were supposed to move with her and her parents. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the darkness. I I think that the darkness that led her to be around him probably came right from in her house or whatever was going on with her parents. Well, right yeah, that's Marvin the escapism component. But yeah. if you recall. Who they think is Kanan's dad wasn't even really messing with her like that. He was like, okay, just be right. here. So. But that's because he went off to what the military? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went to the military to basic training. So I'm he gonna... wasn't. So Howard is a pretty t- t- typical Queens person of that time where he would have left high school, graduated from high school, and then maybe went to the military because it was no more war. Vietnam was over. And they wanted to keep him out of trouble. So you go into the military, you come out the military, you go into the academy, and you start a life for yourself. But your community is still your community. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you're a part of it, you're a part of it. And that's what I think happened. I think that whatever happened that was dark for her, it was family. It was, it was, I don't I don't think it was a man. I think it was what was going on in that house. What uh, um how much older than he? Her is four. He's four years older than her. I think he was. She was sixteen, and he was like twenty. Okay, not ideal. No, it's a, it's actually a crime in New York State was then, and it's much more less socially acceptable now. But it was but, socially acceptable then. But they sure. they kept it on the low. Well, he, was um, at the t- he was in the police academy or something like that, right? No, he wasn't. He was going to the military, if I'm not mistaken. He came back after a year, and she was telling everybody it was someone else's baby. And, you know, as we can see in the three months that Kanan's been gone, a lot can change in the neighborhood in three months. So, you know, people could get hooked on drugs. People could get caught up in life. And it seems like a lot was changed. Things were changing very fast in this community at that time. And maybe he left town just to try to get right. Like I said, I think he probably was either in the in the um, military or in the uh, what do you call it? The priest in the um, not priest. What's it called? The academy or yeah, military or the academy. But he is telling her like, "Yo, this boy is just not it." Like, sorry. Not that he's a punk, not that he's pussy, just that he's not for this street life. Because this is a real dirty life they live in. And then we flash to him and uh, him and Jude so, watching Cooley High. Yeah, so... when Cochise died? Uh, my mom used to. Oh, That's one Pisces of her movies. Though. That was one of her movies. It's Pisces, um, though. Ain't nobody yeah. I mean, I like the movie, and it's just, it's, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is intense. 
I do. Uh, so I, I'm always, I've always been one of those people. Um, certain things like certain narratives, at least the ones that can be real, give me anxiety as I watch the thing. So, mm-hmm. so I'm more like, eh. I'm the, you know, I may not have cried, but I definitely looked away. Oh yeah. Judge your moms, y'all. Well, <laughs> your moms. I will say this. I think it was sweet that moment and I love what she said to him when she said that you I wrote it down she said Canaan oh she said Canaan the best part about you the best part about you the best part about you is that you care don't let anybody take that away from you and I wrote they love each other so much they really do um I said it in past tense yeah Uh, in the moment they love each other very much but I think in the end when like if we're going to marry what happened to who they are today I think ultimately he was going to save Tariq because that was the equivalent of saving himself and and also he cared Mm -hmm. and she tried to take it away from him tried to take that away from him and she told him never let that happen and he did not. He did not let even her. He did not ish. So, um, oh, one thing to go back to Detective Howard and Rock as she was leaving, he because he he must care for her, you know, in some way, Goody, because mm-hmm. he didn't need to do this. He told her Scrappy was a snitch. Now, when when the Asian um, captain said it, I believe it to be true. Because they refer to him as one eye. It ain't, ain't that many people with one eye, right? Correct. And the so, thing with me, initially, I I felt like I remembered Rock putting him in a position where he would be a snitch. Mm-hmm. But I think it was her sending him to Unique Squad, not her sending him to the cops. Yes. Yes. So. He had so much disgruntledness about him. So she didn't want to believe it. And I get it. I wouldn't want to believe it either because when you're, as we get through this episode, we realize that he's been with her since he was 14 years old. So even if he's in his 20s, that's seven years. That's most of his life. That's most of his his life. life. And then she wasn't some, she wasn't like old and bitter and hard backed. And he was a, a true soldier. He lost his eye for them to not tell. They nearly killed him, Warrell and them. Right? And she sent him in there. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to be in there. She's she's a trip. She's a trip. She's a very driven person. And I don't know for sure if she's always coming from the best answer point. So um, I think she thinks she is. Um I mean, don't we don't often the villain of the story think that they're the hero? Yeah, that's how that's how people do bad shit. Nobody yeah. ever thinks they're the villain. Every the road to hell is paved with uh, good intentions. Yeah. So she doesn't believe that. And then we go back, like I said, back to Juke and and Kanan. And I like showing their sweetness because of who they are to each other in the Just end. Doing regular teenage shit. And that makes what he did even more like, wow. 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 Yeah. But at the what same happened time, to them? If she if he didn't kill her, she was gonna kill him. 
What happened to them? Life. And we'll get to it, right? Um, right. We'll get to it. They they have to take us to it. Where do we go next? Um, so I have my notes like written in pretty good order. So from there, I just, I said, oh, so Goody, we go to Famous's house and he's... I could not deal with Famous, but yeah. Let's... No, I can't deal with his sister. I can't deal with Famous. Kanan is like, what, why, what? What is famous is smoking marijuana, you guys. They are treating it like this motherfucker is shooting up dope. Yeah, and but it, they're irking me with this shit, y'all. There I believe there was a point in time because like you said yourself, in these early nineties, people are smoking a lot of weed and they're not even smoking it the way it, because there was Bible paper, right? And then now they're smoking blunts, right? Okay. Hardworking people, immigrants, at least from my perspective, I am a daughter of immigration. We, my family was not doing anything that was going to have cops coming over the house, nothing like that. We don't know if his mom have her paperwork. All we She's know is Puerto Rican. Of course, she has her paperwork. She's Puerto Rican. Yeah. Puerto Ricans is Americans. No, they are Puerto Rican, but we yeah. don't know. We don't know why she wouldn't want people coming. Well, over she just the house. don't want. I think that she's a good representation of an overworked, um, overwhelmed mom with a teenage child that she has up. She's up to. She's had enough to hear with. They obviously have a disconnect. I don't know where his dad is. She's really angry, but the because way that she was acting and stealing. Way, I don't think he stole her money. You think I he, think stole, he money? stole her money because okay. he admitted to Canaan. Like we'll get there, but um, he has some chick in the bed. He's so gone that he can't wake up. His sister's beefing. Kanan comes over to the house. Kanan's like, "What the fuck is this?" Like I know, but again, Kanan come from a house where they drinking tea, they coffee with their intimate cake in the in the okay, fine china. Like, but but to be fair, mommy is coming home. This bitch is here. Why don't we just close the door and go downstairs and sit in the living room so when mommy comes home, she don't necessarily go to look for you. Um, that so, scene was so contrived. In a way, but then there's also, again, I'm not sure what everybody had going on in their house, but it wasn't no closing doors in mine. Well, you could never close your door? Could close the door at times, but it was like, what are you closing the doors for? It was the daytime. If his door was closed, she could have said he wasn't home. That's like, why would you? Yeah, why, why would you do in that room? Why? The reason why she went in the room Please. is because it was too much stuff going on in her in the house. But if you come into your house, a two floor house, and you and they your daughter upstairs, I think they walked straight to to the back. Open the door straight to the back. I'm sorry that that scene was so forced, like. It was I, I, I could see that happening. I could see it. Um, it all of the people you know what that scene was like, written like? Mm. Someone who never smoked weed before. Someone who was never a teenager before. Someone whose mom was never coming home and you were at a risk of getting in trouble before. So I'll, so, but I'll give you this. From my perspective, it played pretty well because we weren't really allowed to have anybody in our house. So we, my point is what I'm saying was, to you. Weed was demonized. Yes, but what I'm saying. But she didn't call it weed. She said you stole money to smoke your drug. It's not that. You are not somebody who obviously 
had to try to not get in trouble. Right. Because their mom was coming home. She knows mommy is coming home and they're just standing in the doorway arguing. That's not what you do. That's not, unless you want to get caught. She was out there anyway. And famous, clearly Hispanic male, you know, in the Hispanic male household, also West Indian. I'm not quite sure about anybody else. They exalt their their baby boys. Like he's without fault. He does nothing because what I thought was really funny was when he was like, this is how you're going to treat your only son. Dude, you smoking. You ain't doing, you're shiftless. You're smoking. Granted, it's summer. He could have had a summer job, but he's still a teenager. It would have been fine for him to just be doing nothing, but you're shiftless. You're stealing out my bag. You're always lying. And, you know, even it was funny when he was like, um, I go away for three months and I come back and you got white chicks in your bed and you smoking weed. Like, what's going on? And your man was like, it's been three months. I'm maturing. And Kana was like, this is maturing? This is maturing? Because it wasn't. It seems like a regression. He seemed more responsible when he decided he didn't want to be the one to take the the gap. Mm-hmm. Thought it was the gas. Yeah. When he was like, yo, I don't even think that it's wise for us, for me to be taking. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to stand up. I think I'm going to just play the back. He seemed more responsible right. then than he is right now. But by well, I think what they're trying to show is that he's a little bit running less or he, he's a little aimless right now. Which is okay. He's 16, 17. Sometimes, and at that time, if he really thinks he has an artist spirit or just is a little aimless, I think it's okay that that's what's going on with him. I just think that that extreme scene, to your point, like for you, it read like, I guess if you imagined getting in trouble, that's what it would look like. But that's what's so unrealistic. And this show usually does a much better job of actually demonstrating these teenagers in realistic situ- situations. No sister who's like 22 is going to have her really brother with some she bitch in the bed. The bus like that. She's not, to pick up, even if she's not waking you up, yo, ma, you got to go. My mom about gotta You got to go. You got to get out of here, bitch. You got to get out, get up. And if you ain't no. leaving right now, your ass needs to be in this closet because my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they didn't even cover her. They didn't even cover her. And it kind of felt like she she barely stirred. Yeah, that's why I was like, I don't know what she's on. Maybe she's on when Nicole was on, if you know what I mean. Because that is not how weed functions. I've smoked weed before. Weed is not my drug of choice. But that's not what happens to you. I could see that happen to somebody who's blackout drunk before I could see that happen to somebody who's high on weed. So they're dragging it a little bit with the weed. I'm like, has anyone in the writer's room smoked weed? Has anyone then, in the right? I think there are some parents, especially at that time, who demonize weed as if it was the worst thing. You got to see how my son saw that when he drank a Budweiser. But to, but to be fair, Goody, in 1991, we are coming literally off of the people who are the parents of the kids from 1991 were young people in the 60s when people were smoking weed openly and taking much more drugs and experimenting with drugs in the summer of love. And all of that stuff, those people are the parents of the people who were in the 90s smoking weed again. You don't think After- maybe they were keep your head, not us, we not in that type of people? Like my people was like, we not in that. That's rare because I've been to the Bronx when I was a kid. You smell weed in the Bronx. 
You didn't um, tell it, but you weren't doing it in, in my house. And maybe you didn't know because that's the other you, thing. You know, my aunt of, was a rasta. Let's just say this. If she was going to smoke weed, she had to go real far. Right. But she was smoking weed. And in order to smoke weed, you got to buy it. That means somebody got to grow it. That means somebody's got to sell it. That's all I'm saying. It well, you know, she was a rasta and it was frowned upon. That's okay. And lots of things. People have been frowned upon alcohol and smoking and premarital sex, but it doesn't change the fact that motherfuckers is born premaritally. Niggas drink and people smoke weed, cigarettes. They was doing coke. Motherfuckers was smoking crack. People do these things. So I you, just hate you think it. it was heavy handed, but I think that oh, heavy it, plays, it plays well for the kind of environment I grew up in. It, right. But that's not the, but the thing of it is, if you're going to write a story about an environment that's not the environment you grew up in, it's funky storytelling. Okay. That's it's funky storytelling. That's all I'm saying. That was some real, that was weak. That, that they could have done better. Well, they could resonate it, with only me. They could have made it funny mm. and still got in trouble. Yes. Again, you ain't never got in trouble because if it shit is funny, it's funny. It's funny. That's why we have all these movies about high school kids trying to get away from their parents. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, fucking around and being a teenager and almost getting caught by your parents. It's funny. Shit is funny. It's hilarious. Almost getting caught. Like, this was weird. Sometimes you get caught. Another thing that played, that resonated with me, the embarrassment in front of your friends. Like, I would never embarrass my child. It it would be like, yo, we going to talk handle this situation oh see again i was not raised with someone who pretended like they didn't do it my mom would do what you get fucked up where you cut up so if you were in her house and she needed to discipline her child you were going to see it and that was the end of it she wasn't going to wait for you to leave to, to address something that happened an hour ago and if you interceded then you might get a little something too no no so i that whole part he was family. Canaan is family. So her going off on him in front of Canaan, he's family. He understands. He's bugging. He's in his drawers. There's a girl in my house. Get out. She didn't yell at Canaan. She said, you, you gotta go. And he tried to intercede. He was like, yo, Mrs. Whatever. And she was just like, I guess it's Figueroa. Yeah. He's like, Mrs. Fig, like, like chill. And she was like, she didn't like going on him because her problem is with her son. But again, it just, they could have made that so much more lighthearted and he could have still got kicked out but it, it just felt but it felt after school specially written by white people who never ever got in trouble and was making weed this really big thing now the, the idea of having some girl sleeping in the house i could see your mom being more upset than and about the that didn't even know he didn't know the chick's name well that was just extra that was i think that was the show how reckless she was more than him, honestly. I just, but I also think the bottom line is fame is not in a good place. Yeah. I don't think he's going, I don't, honestly, I think fame is going to be fine. I think he'll be fine eventually, but what kind of killed me a bit was him saying, him trying to speak to Kanan, like, yo, you don't think you, I could stay over at your house? I'll sleep in the tub. And he was like, dude. Juke is there now. We don't have anything extra. My mom ain't going for it. And he was like, damn, what I'm going to do? I can't sleep on the train. That broke my heart. Right. But he also said a very true 90s thing. He was like, I just got to get up some money so I can rent a room. Because there was people who would rent you a room. There was people who had basements. They would rent you a basement apartment. 
most of the younger guys that I knew first apartments was somebody's basement apartment somewhere you walk, room in the back of the house. Yeah, you walk up the driveway, you go in a side door, and they got their little job at I don't know Pathmark or whatever enough because they're on their own and they they pay rent and it's it is what it is. You know, it's not great, but I think it's cruel to make your children be out this potentially sleeping on the train. Well, that was the mom seemed overworked and it's like, come on, man. That was also a reflection of that time period, too, where a lot of boys are getting caught up and getting thrown out the house and being put into group homes. There was a lot more juvenile justice stuff happening. There was Spofford right in the Bronx. There were a lot of people The even the way that the system was set up was almost set up to have parents especially remove their boy children from the home. And move them into they the were system. starting the, uh, the school to prison pipeline. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't use that heavy handed. I would just say that this was the idea of a way to solve for um, at risk youth, which was a different way than what was done before. It was an alternative to reform schools, it was group homes. Did and I have it, to tell you um, that because my parents had six kids? Mm-hmm five girls and then I had a cousin who that would make it six girls and we were allowed to go to school and come home and then go to the store and maybe the library for fun and that the neighborhood because we didn't really speak to anyone thought our house was a group home for girls mm-hmm. yeah and they would yeah. be talking about this group home I knew where the group home for boys was but they would be talking I would hear people talk about the group home for girls right I never knew where this place was until years later when I was in my twenties and my friend, you know, I made friends with a neighbor. First of all, the first time that the neighborhood saw my friend who lived next door, my whole life coming into the house, like all the guys from the block stood across the street, like, yo, you get him to go in there. And then I found out that one, they thought my mom was a witch, West Indian shit. And two, they thought my house was a group home for girls. The, the group home for girls I had always heard about, that was my house. That's crazy. But um, where do we go from here? Um, so, you know, Marvin's at his group, not Marvin paying attention and eating snacks. Marvin is going to have sex with that lady. She seemed aroused by how um it's not that he's cute. He's fine, I don't think she was aroused. No, she I looked just, she was looking, she was giving him a look. I mean, I don't think it's because he was cute. But I think it's because he's cute. He um his trigger, I think his trigger is everything, but he has <laughs> the ability to hold on to it. Like, dude getting in his face. What was dude's name? Mr. I don't like to be ignored. Yo, it looked like Marvin was going to meet him outside and be like, don't you ever run down on me again in your life. I don't think he will. He probably won't, but what the way he was looking at him after where he stood up, oh, fuck you. I wish you would try. Chewing chips. <laughs> like, I wish you would try. Mar- what was Marv paying attention to? Food. Mark is, Mar- Marv is always paying attention to food, but I think that Marvin's got so much stuff. Pent up. Now, and the reason why I think that him and that lady going to have sex 
is because she is going to be the vehicle of which we find out what Marv is holding. Oh, yeah, he's going to definitely tell her the, what happened. And then... What he did. Do you think the thing that happened before he... um Before they were able to move, do you think it was him getting so deep into drug addiction? No, that's later, I think. Oh. I just think things fell apart, and I think it has to do with that father mm. that we don't see. Because mom, grandma... Always people get fine redemption before people learned about doing inner work and working on themselves through self through help through therapy. They would give it up to God. And mom is a big time church lady. Yeah, all my life. Every time I see people run to the church so heavy, I'd be like, What are you? What did you do? Yeah. So they they go through that and they kind of jump in and out of that. That's not like the most consequential thing. Um I think us getting back to Juke in these little peaks because Juke wants to know about her mom. And she has no dad to to tell her because that is is a source of hurt for him. And I think we can guess that, right? Yeah, that's that's his source of pain. That and whatever broke his heart when he was younger. Yeah. I like to see Juke and and Rock talk to each other. I think is where we see them at their softest, both of them. Yeah. Because <clears throat> even when she's with Kanan, you know, there's still this bravado, like, ah, oh, shut up. But that's what kids do with each other. Right, right, for sure. Um, uh, Juke is so sad. Like, you know that song, I Feel Like a Motherless Child? hmm I think that a sub-theme of this episode was motherhood. It plays. I think it's loss. The motherhood component, because did did we get to the mother, Nicole's mother, who still doesn't want to accept that she's the one who pushed Nicole's point? See, I think you're thinking that, that's just loss. All these people have lost so much. Like, Nicole's mom lost Nicole. In two ways. She lost Nicole before Nicole died, and then Nicole died. But she had already lost her daughter because she pushed her away because of her sexuality. Juke's mom. Also, I don't trust anything Rock says. So I, I don't know trust thinking... what Rock says, and I don't think that her mom decided not to be her mother. I think she was helped. I think she was told, yo, if you come around here again, you go. I think and... whatever she, she did to hurt Marv. He was like, you ain't taking my daughter. Who do you think delivered the message, Marv? No, not Marv. Rock. Yeah. So sitting there to this person's face who wants to know more about their mother, lying to well, them. I never the told same, you, Right. Same way she lies to her son. She is a liar. I did take that. But there was the, the monologue that um, Raquel had about motherhood, people not being ready for motherhood. She was projecting that on to Laverne's mother because I I don't believe that Laverne's mother decided she didn't want to be a mother. Um, I do believe Rock when she said she kind of respected her ability to not be a mother because, you know, the Piper going to come and the Piper going to be like, I'm your father, Kanan. Your mom made you. The, the Piper going to show up. Um, that monologue was telling. Uh, you mean when they were talking? The di- yeah. You mean you said, you said monologue, you mean dialogue. 
Okay. No, no. Rock had a monologue. Like she went on and on and on about motherhood and not being ready for motherhood. And sometimes when Raquel talks, I just be like, wah, 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 wah. She, she was going there. She was like, you know, everybody's not built for it. I never asked your mother, but you know, she she decided she wasn't, it was, you know, it was too much. I know she could sing. I know she gave that to you. I know that bringing life into this world is hard. Men could do whatever they want to do. So maybe something happened between her and Howard, and that's why she didn't tell him he was she was pregnant. Maybe he did some foul shit, but whatever it is, because he might have been the older dude that she was in love with, and maybe he broke her heart heavy. <laughs> you giving this bitch a lot of bail. Yeah. Why? Why? Because something turned her into who she was, too. Girl, please. At some point in time, though, you have to stop. Not when you get started. And by the time we get to this episode, she is just going. She is like a set, she's like a fidget spinner. She's just going on different, all these different fucking zones. Like, sis, you want to be the biggest drug dealing queen. You want to be mom of the year. You want to be the bitch with all the secrets. You want to be this one, that one. You want to be the I wise one. I want to keep eyes on Kanan to make sure that Howard ain't around him. Because when he realizes what she sent him to do, unless Howard, unless a part of what Howard doesn't want to do is be like, you know, your mom didn't know who your dad was. But then that's, but that's crazy. not true. That's crazy, too. It's not true. She knew exactly who he was. She knew who he was, but unless she, one of the things Howard wants to do, because he doesn't seem to want to cause a wedge between Kanan and his mother. He just wants his, his son to know that you are my son. Right? It, him not wanting to cause a, a rift between Kanan and his mother is not about Kanan. It's about her. He has something for her because she wasn't out here just fucking a bunch of guys. He got something for her, and she acts like she don't have nothing for him. It's an isn't act. That, isn't that funny? It's an act. She don't have nothing for nobody. She didn't couldn't have it for jukebox. Excuse me for um, what was his you name? What's the fine? Symphony. Symphony. She whatever happened to her happened a long time ago, and she. Is I, I think whatever happened to her, Howard did it. I don't think so. I think Howard because, did it. Why? Maybe, maybe she if confided he, whatever went on in the if house. If he was her enemy, Goody, he would have just walked up to that boy and been like, I'm your father. The he reason why he is not saying... Her, huh? No, but what I'm saying to is he cares for her. He cares he for her, but she's a teenager. Let's give... Uh, okay. He was a teenager not to name, an older man. Not to name names, but she ain't the only 16-year-old that was in love with a 20-year-old. He is protecting her still by not telling his child that your mom is a liar. She, on the other hand, asked her son to kill her fuck his father without saying, hey, that's he her dad. He hurt her. Bullshit. Duh. Bullshit. Bullshit. You, you we gonna, you're going to find, I'm telling you, you're going to be very disappointed. Do not bet on this lady. She I don't have not- any bets for her because she's, she's very dark. She hella dark. She hella dark. You just don't like her accent. It's not that. It's just uh, her character is faulty. It is faulty. 
I don't think that Howard and, and anything I understand about storytelling, there's nothing that tells me Howard's not her rapist, right? Howard is somebody she was in a relationship with who had to go do a thing because he had to try oh, to maybe. He did. But he, if he was her rapist, if he was a, if he was her rapist, her person that did agreed to her, he wouldn't be so busy trying to protect her. Or maybe he's making amends for because no. he definitely said you need to fuck her shit up. He that's was protecting her then. That's when he thought that she was someone who he left town and she got with the next nigga and got pregnant by her. I, so the storytelling might be messed up a bit in that when he was like, yo, Rock, is that my son? Didn't she? She's the one who told him, yo, that dude was a homosexual. I wasn't with him like that. Didn't she no. tell Howard that? Who'd she tell no. that? I don't remember who she... she I remember that. She had that conversation, but I don't remember... I went, We'll have to go back. It was not him in that way. Because what it was is that he was on her. How was on her, on her, like, yo, how old is he again? What you mean his birthday? When he when he found out how old he was, that's when he was like, now wait a fucking minute. And she was like, well, you didn't ask any questions when you saw him. Sure. Again, I'm telling you, these people, this relation, I'm telling you. I don't, and again, I know you, you know, goodest person in the world. You ain't never seen no shit like this before, but I've seen this type of shit before in that I age group. I just think, like, is this what you're doing? No. Like, I, I'm saying, like, you could be that stupid or that twisted or just not that smart or able to tell a lie. And a person will accept a lie because it's easier than investigating the truth at a time in your life where maybe that's not what you want the truth to be. Okay. But I feel like she did tell, tell him that the man was a homosexual because I don't see her telling. She didn't tell Lulu or Marvin that. I feel like she's told somebody maybe before they, she killed them. Mm-mm. Where do we go next? Oh, I got it. So I'm looking at my notes. So from from that, and that's a really, I'm telling you, there's so much in that relationship. It's good that Omar Epps is not only fine, but a good actor. And when I'm not listening to Patina Miller's accent, she's an excellent actress. She just needs to work on that fucking accent but aside from that you can York. clip that you can clip it the accent still trash garbage doodle pooky stinky shit but that lady is a fucking excellent actress patina miller is an excellent actress omar Epps, excellent their scenes together i love them they're acting famous he needs to practice it my uh, baby the my baby who plays Kanan. You know, he's perfection as far as I'm concerned. He'd be making them 50 cent faces. I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, when he, when he was like, oh, this is mature. <laughs> like, I could totally see Yo, this. he is, he has 50 cents. Well, he has Kanan's wit, which is 50 cents tone down. It's so good. So in between this and talking about um, Laverne, which is Juice Laverne's, is her mom named Laverne? No, Laverne's mom's name is... Kenya. Kenya, what a cute name. It's very 70s. Kenya. Because in the she would have been born in like the 60s, back to Africa movement, named her Kenya. Beautiful. Um, so they're talking about Kenya. We see Nicole's mom. Nicole's mom wants justice against Juke. It's not Juke's fault. That's dumb. But what I want to get into... 
wait a oh minute. My. Jute's last name is Thomas. Who's the Thomas? The Thomas family. Raquel's last name is Thomas too. Okay. Nina's last name is Star. Because of the dude? About because of bloodshed. Okay. That was his name, right? Or homicide or some shit like that. Some tough ass like name. Some killer killer name he huh. had. Yeah. So they're Thomases, Raquel Thomas, Luke Thomas, and Marvin Thomas. They're okay. the Thomas family. Laverne's last name would be Thomas as well because um, she's her father's chap, even though she don't talk to him. And I don't blame him. He tried to kill him. All right, so they don't want to believe Scrap is a snitch. Right? And right from the gate, Lulu was like, I'm not doing it. Like, whatever you're thinking, the answer is no. I'm not, what do you say? I'm not, um, I'm not turning. I'm not swinging I'm not. this time. But they send Marv to kind of investigate. Marv goes, investigates. Um, Scrap lies to him. He finds out he's lying about his cousin Ebony and Corona. She's there. But, she, I don't fuck with that dude. Right. And I don't hang shit. I ain't hung shit since 1982. Oh, wait. What are you doing that car? Where are you going? Like, yeah, where are you asking I mean, where are you going? I mean, she took a I'm look fine, at him. Fine, was, fine, for fun, fun, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, everyone's feeling a little tenuous, like, oh, man, not Scrap being a fucking snitch. Um, and in the meantime, it's like, you got this Scrap thing, and then you got Warrell coming on the team. Lulu doesn't like that. Because we remember, Warrell tried to kill Lulu. Yeah, and then Lulu tried to kill Warrell. Like they, they no, it's Warrell got last legs. Remember, he shot up Lulu. Lulu was in in Jamaica hospital mm -hmm. because of Warrell and them. And remember, they Marvin in the house too, didn't they? Yeah, mm. yeah. And she just and this I'm telling you, why I do not like Raquel. Business never personal. Now these are your brothers that you asked to do all your dirt and your bidding. Right? Mm -hmm. So I did like Warrell's line when he said, yo, I told my mother I was coming to meet y'all, so if something happened to me. Yeah, that, to me that um that reminded me of, like, as tough as these dudes are, or as tough as men try to show you they are, they there's always a point where you see, like, there is a little bit of fear here. I, Don't let nothing happen to me. Because my mom know where I'm at. Like, really? And then the ability to tell your mom you're going down to um, the big drug den. But again, I love that relationship that they have. I love their relationship. He's like, mommy, mommy. Because you know, in my mind, War Warrell is Jamaican. Jamaican. First of all, Warrell is a very West Indian name. Like Jamaican yeah. specifically. Yes, I, that's why I put Ton Warrellton, which they probably leave off for the streets. Um, I know he was like, "Mummy, I go on down to um to to see Raquel and them." Moms know what's up. Um, she knows. They make him an offer, right? They say we want you to get down with us. They make they make a case. Yo, unique is not around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been looking for the image. I've been looking for the right image to um. We almost got it this episode, but he was too pissed. Unique. He was too. He was too pissed off. 
<laughs> unique is dead in these streets. Like, ain't nothing out here moving for Unique. So, stop. Yeah. Like, not coming back to run these corners. Nothing, like, nobody's going to be supplying him. It's a wrap for him. So, yeah. So, you know, they, they get him on, they're doing this, all this stuff. And then, you know, Rock is having a day, busy, busy day. So, she runs from, Offering Warrell a job to then, you know, sending Marvin out to go to Ebony's house. Everybody got a cousin named Ebony, including me. Big up to my cousin Ebony. Goes to Corona to go see cousin Ebony. She don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Fine. Then she goes to the stash house with Mama Sita, right? Mm-hmm. And they got rats eating her money. And I said, oh, these motherfuckers, I wrote him motherfuckers is getting poetic now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? But I didn't catch what um, Mama Cita said to her. What did she say? She said, you have money. I have money to buy things for myself and my family. And you have money to sit here and be eaten by rats. And that's why Raquel goes to the real estate office to go look for houses, right? Mm-hmm. She lives in Jamaica. She gives them good budgets. So she's like, oh, we get you a house in Hollis, which ain't that far. So when she goes, yeah, but like, what's up with Douglas and a little neck? And mm-hmm. homegirl hits her with the ah, da, ah, da, 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 da. Because at you that time, I don't think you could afford that. At that time, Douglas and little neck were very white areas. Now, Douglas and little neck are well, white areas. Diverse-ish. Mm-mm. It's predominantly Asian because Douglas and Little Neck run through Northern Boulevard and Flushing, you know, which Northern Boulevard starts in Flushing. It's like everything that's going on in like the Queens, Queens Chinatown is just extending east. So as people are moving out or wanting bigger homes or wanting a more suburban life, they're moving down Northern Boulevard. So they're moving through from Flushing to... um um, Arvindale to Bayside, from Bayside to Douglaston, from Douglaston to Little Neck. So when she says Douglaston to Little Neck, I said that's that's a good call out for the 90s because it would have been a very not big, big house. It's just a more wealthy area. It's even more hilly than where I am. More detached, maybe? Detached homes? Not that, nothing much further apart, just bigger houses on lots that are a bit bigger. Okay. Yeah, quieter. Because the further out east you get, it gets a little more quiet, suburban-ish. But the houses ain't that far apart. This is not no big estate. So what's Rock's plan for this house? She just she I think that when Mama Sita told her like that you got rats eating your fucking money, she's going in the garbage. And she's like, Well, I do what I do here to make sure that I and my family, like we have a nice life, we have nice things, right? Yes. And she looking at her like, so you got a room full of money and rats are eating it. What the fuck are you on? Yeah, she's dressed well. So now the lady comes tell her about house in Hollis, which is fine. She can find a nice, big, pretty house in Hollis. House, Hollis is a nice area. There's different parts of Hollis. So like, Rock is going to try to move in there? I think that she's considering maybe she should do something with her money other than buy a Range Rover and buy Versace purses and belts. And feed rats. Feeding well, rats. What's it all worth? 
and like <laughs> feed real rats. Yeah, there's a lot of they're trying to get real poetic. This entire, I think, this whole episode is poetic. But that's why that mind your business. Mm-hmm. I, at first, I was like, oh, and somebody's being told to mind their business. But it seems like everyone really needs to mind their business. Like, put your eye back on the ball, make some smart choices and decisions. And Rock does need to maybe consider moving away from three blocks from Baisley Projects. You know? Yeah, just to how do you recalibrate if you always in the shit? You go home from work the same way you used to go home from work. No, nice. She's it just feels like she's just in the shit. Wake up to the shit. You can't even do it. You can't work from home. It feels like she's working from home. Yeah, and that's why she needs to buy her house. Um away. A little distant. So now she can get a house, and it was that lady was giving all of that shit that white folks be giving black folks since the beginning of time, and they will always give them. With that, you need to have a lot of money. You need to have this. You need to have proof of income. And she's like, I have all these things, and she's just kind of like, What is yeah. the other job that they're supposed? What what where are they washing their money? I forgot, job. I forget. We give them back to that because for ghost, it was the laundry mats, and then the nightclub. But goes moving forward. Where where are we next? So, as I look, so she wants to, and then we get back to this bitch. Not in the studio. Oh, yo, he's so off her, but I I think he's off in general because no, he's, he's listening to this other girl with the doobie sing. Right. And Crown and Crown is just like, girl. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I forgot about mm-hmm. that. Crown is in the studio like, fam, what are you hearing? This girl is very, given very Charlie Brown teacher with it, with the music. And Lulu is all in. And he's like, I don't hear it. I think it's wrong. I'm the creative. You. You just give me money. And he's like, because I give you money, shut the fuck up. Right. Which is weak. But Lulu's gonna have to kill him or fuck him up. No, he he earned it. He definitely earning one of the two. Because he definitely let Jessica use him. Because you know, maybe he let Jessica. Do you think he let Jessica use him? Yeah, she used him. I feel like she's. We think she was supposed to be Angie Martinez. Maybe she's supposed to be J Lo. No, I don't think she's supposed to be Angie Martinez. I did not say that. Excuse me. I have the utmost respect for Angie Martinez. Right. I, she was thinking like, at becoming an Angie Martinez. I think she looks like Angie Martinez. I think that they style her in the styling of Angie Martinez. I, I, I don't think Jessica is... Pulling off is, a P. Diddy to Ben Affleck type vibe. I also, again, I don't think Jennifer Lopez... I Look. Jennifer Lopez went through a lot of shit to get where she is today, and God bless her, because I ain't have to do none of that bullshit. But I think that this girl was an opportunist. That's what I mean. Who, when she realized that she wasn't going to be, and and good for her, because what she did before she ended up knocked up or knocked out by one of these motherfuckers is she's finding her way. She's going to go to L.A. and make a way for herself. And maybe more people when you're young 
maybe more young women should choose themselves because these motherfuckers choose themselves every time. That's fair because Lulu tried to act like he cared that she was leaving, but he didn't really care. Well, Lulu is Lulu seems like he's in a fog of depression. He's in a fog, like, but that's not the key. With with Z, with Zisa, I hate that name too. They're at the studio, but it's important because we get introduced to Cartier. Mm-hmm. That's played by Omar J. Dorsey, excellent actor. And he's like a clean businessman. But that blue blazer tells me that this person has killed people. Mm-hmm. He has murdered people. He has ended people's lives. He's calling himself Zisa's uncle and all this other shit. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get that. You like, why you ain't tell me that was your uncle? Because he's not my uncle. And what is he your sugar daddy? What is he? No, he's her manager. Then why is he, he telling people he's her uncle? I don't know. He could have just been her manager. Well, he they, they he gave that elaborate explanation of what they had going on was a management, you know, he's invested money in her and all that other shit. And I don't like that tone. I don't like that tone, but I feel like there's a lot of people who took that tone with women artists, mm-hmm. almost like a, from a pimp energy, a ownership energy. I would like to fuck you, even if you won't fuck me energy. That was the vibes he was pushing off. And what they were trying to do is Crown, even though Crown was a cokehead now, he's a Buddha head, but he's just an all-around asshole. Crown's thing was... She ain't even lit like that. She's not lit like that in a I single deal. Is a sucker's deal. Now, can you tell, because I don't know a lot about the music business. Is that a sucker's deal? It is for the label owner, because what happens is we're going to record your album. You're going to, but what if it pops? What if it bubbles? And now other people start looking at you. Mm-hmm. Other people start looking at you. You were not really tied. You owed me a single and you gave me a single. Now you're free. That's oh, so this is kind of like the behind the music stuff. And they're like, oh, they had a single deal with TBT Records. There's right. one song. And, and then they everybody duck up. who's given out a single deal has always regretted it because that's where you get like the Deb Anthony's who be like, yo, I put all this money into singles or whatever for this artist. And then they just left me. The, I, the just left me part is where I didn't owe you anything. It's kind of like loyalty. Mm-hmm. What Crown got him to to say is, and they would need to write it down. But Crown got him to say, if it pops off, we'll we'll sign something to give more. Because I could give you a single deal, and you that could be what if if Famous had followed up his little play on the radio with more material. Mm-hmm. He would have been in a good place, but he would have also been in a bad place because he didn't have no paper with it. He didn't have anything written down with them, right? And yes. artists are yes. they stopped giving artists single deals. That's when they started giving artists, yo, seven albums. They want albums. It takes a really long time to record an album, or at the time it did, because you record your album for the label. The label will listen to it and be like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't got like this. Go back to the drawing board. Maybe you could keep this, but now you're changing the songs, right? Like if you think of somebody like Kendrick Lamar, whose body of work is a body of work. Mm-hmm. If you put one song out of that, I got to go back to the drawing board. Really? Can the label say that they won't put the whole album out because they don't like yes, one because song? because it, it, it's not for I'm not doing singles. And if we do put a single out, it's to see if, it, if the people even want to hear you anymore. Well, you better be working on the album. Mm. A single deal is a sucker's deal. 
And, you know, at least. So why? So so you think Lulu it was, had a bad business instinct and you think I it's going to come back? Lulu, no, because Crown stepped in, which shows that Crown actually, you know, we see Crown as like, OK, they say he's this, that and the third. Mm-hmm. And I, I text you as soon as I saw it. This man looks so much like his, like I'll be sure it's ridiculous. That is I'll be sure child. You like, can't you know how like, people be like, I know I look like my dad, but I don't look that much like my dad. But maybe if I was a boy, I would look like, exa- but Quincy Brown. I can't believe he was going by Combs. That's an affront to the Brown name, the Brown bug bloodline. He could call himself Quincy blah, 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 blah. He is his father's child. You don't see any parts him. Maybe height. I don't. I know. forget Kim Porter's his mom. It doesn't even matter. Kim, she might. It not looked like the boy mom. came she's from an alien. egg. Yeah, she's yeah. the person who carried him so that he could come out and give us Al Bishore's face. But when we meet him, we hear all of this about how he moves in the music industry. Then we see him doing all these drugs. He he showed, but he's he, not doing that as much now. He just he's smoking now. But he yeah, but y'all, come on. Coke no, I'm not saying he's he smoking like it's cocaine. I'm saying that he not he's not going that far. He don't he don't want to be that far gone anymore. So he's showing up in the studio, and he he did what he was supposed to do because because he was there, Zizzo won't be able to slide off as easily as mm-hmm. old boy wanted her to be able to slide off. And the reality is. They're gonna do a single, but even what she what she's bubbling on now belongs to us. That's our track she's singing on. Right. So how much work did you put into her? Where's the production of the other stuff that you've done for her? And she ain't even singing that well to me. So so yeah. I mean, what we basically know from now, the same way we know Marv gonna sleep with the counselor, Lulu gonna end up sleeping with this shit. Basic, though. Mm-hmm. Below him, mm-hmm. to me. Probably, at least, but at he, least Jessica... You know what it is with Jessica? Jessica did have a, a spark to her. Like, she was, like, spicy. But she's ambitious, and I, and I spicy give... Spicy, she had her head on. Wasn't she at Bo- in Boston University and then came home or something no, like that? she was in Baltimore at school. She was oh. probably at Morgan State or something like that. They didn't say, but she was in Baltimore at school. So she's not an idiot, and that's the thing that I think we tried to like about her until she just became fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah, and that's because I think that they write her annoying. Because for as ambitious of a woman she is, they write her like a whiny bitch. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe when we see her when she comes back from L.A., you know, she'll be... Honey, you know we're going to see her again. Of course. I also think... I have another prediction. What? Famous is going to make it. I think Famous will make it, but he's really... He in the sauce right now. Like he. I think Famous is going to make it, but it's going to be... One of the last things, like, I don't think that him and Kanan's friendship makes it when Kanan really makes his ascension to his criminality. I think Famous is going to go the other way. Maybe I Famous could be wrong. I'm about it. be like, for real, dude? This is what the cops got me knocked on, you idiot. Right. right. Um, so from, from Cartier, who I think is going to be trouble, 
Yes. Um, he looked like strong trouble. arm trouble. He looked like arm business, and he's input export. Mm-hmm. But maybe he's Lulu's way out because Lulu got to get out this business, Diddy. Can you really get out this business? Yes, because Lulu could fuck around and tell on his sister. Marvin could fuck around and kill his sister. There's so many things that could happen. Absolutely. 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 Now, the episode kind of takes a turn because then it's like, all right, we got Detective Burke coming back. She gives Laverne Kenya's address because she always told her, if you need anything, basically like, hey, I'm a lesbian, you're a lesbian. We're going to help each other out. Whatever will happen. You owe me. You owe me. And you know what? Duke's the kind of person, she'll pay her debts. She will. She will. Um, but then Kana kind of comes home because these are some long ass days. And you know, Raquel's sitting on the couch and now her lighting is much softer. Her hair is much softer. She's kind of looking really pensive. And she, he's like, what's wrong? Because he's getting to know her as a person to speak it. And this bitch gets with the lion again. The half truths. The half truths. This wasn't even a good lie, though. He, no, it was a good lie. His head's messed up a little bit, but he, he remembers. Say you. some crazy shit. He remember you, but his head's messed up. I think she's gross, and I, and I think it is. It does a disservice to their relationship. I do. I think it really does a disservice to their relationship because I don't believe that he was her rapist. I, I don't think it's know. fucked up. We're gonna find out he did something that she feels like she couldn't forgive. I inevitably, but this right here doesn't make sense. I think it would have been better for her to just tell him the truth. So what do you think about what do you think about that scene with Unique at him his girlfriend's mom's house? But, so again, motherhood, right? Very subplot, very subplot. But the mother is talking shit. The daughter is being a mother herself. And she's like, yo, I'm not going to put my son's father in the street. So do what you will. Which is interesting because. That's the mother. Your house. <laughs> right. But then the mother's like, you eating up all my food. And we'll, and he's like, yo, I, I don't remember you having a problem with it when I was buying up all your food. I've always Good had a problem with this. Good for you yes. I've always had a problem with this. If you don't want any of this, anything to do with this drug thing, don't take any of the things that come from this drug thing. Don't accept none of the groceries. Don't accept the trips to Atlantic City every weekend. Fuck, they doing going to Atlantic City every goddamn weekend. Gambling. Well, think about it. Atlantic City in the 90s was popping. Yes. That's, when, that's when 45 had all his casinos and all the fights was yeah, going on do. down there. You some my mother. You need to be down to the church with um Kenya and and, and, and Joyce Thomas. I don't know, fam, because um, but the mother I don't know what Kenya up to. Money. This is my thing as a human, just as the way I move. I would never accept something big like that from somebody, and then turn around and talk down to them like they beneath my feet. Sure, that's you. He been home for five minutes. He was home for five minutes. She said, I said he could stay a night. He's been here for, for a week. She is greedy and trifling. That is trifling to me. Even though it was drug money, it was something that you couldn't be where you, you probably, every some of them weekends I sent you down, probably paid a year's worth of mortgage for you up in this house. What are you doing? Who are you talking to? It's easy to look other way when the money's coming. 
Right. So I was proud of Unique for standing up for himself, but they caused him to go and embarrass himself. Yes. I didn't like the way he went down to um Dean Please. To the club. Uh, to the tango uh, hall. Carried in on it. Disrupting the old people recreation. He knows Disrupting the old people recreation. Begging. Dean was like, come on, man. This desperation. Now, I got to tell you, I would like to know the name and phone number of that gentleman that had him hemmed up. That -hmm. that shorter Mm -hmm. uh, Afro-Latino gentleman who looked like he needed me in his life. I cannot deal with you. I was like, oh, who is this stout gentleman? This this man who's not tall. Like, but I used to like stocky dudes. Mm. They, they were they, my favorite. When they look this way, yes. Mm-hmm. So he embarrassed himself down there. Um in front of the elders. In front of the elders. He turned <laughs> over their little they <laughs> the turned over their plate. He turned over the tables in the tabernacle because they be playing the big go down to the church, ain't it? Yeah. He went up in there like Jesus Christ uh, vexed at the taxes. Mm. Embarrassment. Mm. And your man was, he was like, grandma is V78. (laughs) Deaf ass grandma. But you know what the thing is? And grandma don't be knowing or caring, but the thing is. You know what? He going to regret what he did in front of Dean Grandma. That's what I'm saying. I'm about to say back to Omar. Don't do nothing in front of my grandmother and my mother. What what was that? What what did you do? You think you want to? I can't believe he flipped that table over. Now you could storm away cursing, but now you really disrupting the elderly people. Um, recreation. And the whole purpose of making this spot the spot that you come to see me and everybody to not make home, it hot is to not make it hot. You carrying on, and you clearly the cops is looking for you. Now you coming down here. What are you doing? And the cops only watching them. Why watching him? Why? Because they feel like it. They know he ain't got nothing to do with that thing, but that's what the cops said, right? Mm-hmm. Why can why are we gonna do it? Because we can. Because we can. So I don't know. Um where where unique, do we go from? Here? Unique got a and then you saw him going around. I, I feel like they should have played some sad music when he was going to all his spots. And it was just all tore up and ruined and broken the, down. Uh, the place, well, the cleaners, the the um the, the tailor shop. The tailor shop. But then yeah. it's interesting to me how he expected Warrell to just be um waiting for him to come home. Cause even though they had it's a, only been three months, Goody. No, but I feel like what we saw, the way he saw him, saw the way we saw him get in Warrell's face, was how he treats the people who work for him. Yes, mm-hmm. right. That's true. So to expect, like he was initially in like vulnerability, kind of acting like, oh, we kind of almost acting like we brothers, mm-hmm. kind of acting the way you see how they felt about um, what's what's one eye name again? Scrappy. You see how Lulu and them feel about Scrappy? Mm-hmm. He was acting like he had that kind of relationship with Waro, but that's not the kind of he he shown himself to be a little um a little as psycho as Raquel. Mm-hmm. Right? 
he's killed people and he's killed his best he killed his best friend he did and if i know that you're gonna do that to your best friend and i'm just the dude who's working for you and you were gonna put lulu over me why do you expect that i would be sitting down at home waiting for you and when you came home you didn't even come to me and be like yo i'm home now he didn't he just happened to be walking by the tailor shop and saw it open and came inside So what? Oh, I was going to contact you. We got to get out. We ain't got to do shit. I got to feed my family. And I I didn't tell my mom I was here. You, you see, he ain't tell him they, I ain't tell my mom I was here either. I ain't fuck with you like that. Yeah. Because that, that psycho moment, the ego infused moment, no, nobody could tell me where to go, what to do, what to do. Mm-hmm. Yo, dude, you just turned over the tables in, in Dean in Dean um grandmother in the sanctuary where Dean goes to stay. <laughs> that dude is not pleased with you. We're gonna find out about that. That's gonna come back, you know. Because you what can't do, you... do that. Yeah. And the people who are calm like dude are the biggest psychos ever. Not the people who get who snap like like unique. Yeah. Cause he can't show his grandmother. He gotta stay the same energy he's had. If his grandmother's blind, he gotta stay the same energy if she's deaf. Same mm-hmm. energy. He can't show any disruption. Yeah, it's true. Mm. But yeah. So I do have another question for you, Gooding. Does our fine ass Lulu have E D? Yes. Now, was that stressful? Did it seem like it was maybe stress-related? I think it was stress-related. That's, that's his sign of loss, because you're right. Loss is another theme throughout this whole episode, and he is lost. He wants to do music. He's tied to the business that fun. He has to do the business that funds the music. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what he's doing in the music world, but he wants to do it. He knows what to do in the world that he don't want to be in. He don't mm-hmm. want to do it. Mm-hmm. He's lost. He's in this confusing place. And he ain't really feeling Jessica ass either because she do more bickering than anything else. And Jessica don't like him no more either. They, they don't, don't like, like they need to break up. Either. And on yeah. top of that, she could have left without throwing your man under the bus too. Because he ain't just said. He ain't I don't just know why she no said job. Crown's name. I don't know why she said his name. He ain't just get you no job, boo. She she put a she put a um a target on him for no reason. Absolutely. There's gonna be yeah. friction between them. Yeah, if not. Unless because Lucy who, liked the type that Lucy liked the type that fight over a woman, you know. Yes, but he could have also just wanted the trash taken out. Nah, he wasn't finished with that girl. You know he wasn't finished with her. He wasn't into her either. It wasn't finished though. Yeah, I know. But when somebody tell you, yo, make sure you close my door behind you. Like to me, that's one. Don't tell me that. Like, oh, you, you not walking me to the door? Close my door mm-hmm. behind you. Lorenz Tate did that in Love Jones. I've done it a few times to people because I, after I saw Lorenz Tate do it, I was like, yeah, I gotta do this. I don't know nothing about Love Jones. Hmm? I don't know nothing about Love Jones. You didn't see it? I do not like that movie. I liked it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. 
I know people really are gonna don't don't understand why I don't like it. What is it mm-hmm. that you didn't like? There's certain parts I was like, like I don't want to be the friend that told her to go and deal with our Hollywood. Like that's not good advice. I always said after seeing that I was like, I don't want to be the friend who give you that bad advice. Go deal with Hollywood, and if he care about you, he gonna do no. That was very bad advice. I just thought it was just all contrived. And the best thing about the movie was the scenes of Chicago, because I've always been attracted to Chicago as a city. Mm. No, I, I like the movie. Yeah, Lorenz Tate I is don't like, I don't like spoken word, by the way. It's not my favorite sound. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Lulu. Yeah, he, so he was going to take his tanker, but he was my, my man Lulu man's not standing. Yeah, and he, we get so yeah, you know from like we go from that so then we go to our girl Laverne, you know, it's always creeping. Mom. Yeah, but this is what I want to know. Mom had a driver. And when did mom came out the step. Or did she call a cab? Remember the cabs used to look like that. But why he come upstairs and walk her the door, open the car door and get in and drive away. Also, people used to have cabs and that was like, they would hire a cab and the cab driver was working at a cab stand. Yeah. But he was really your cat. He was your cat. When she came out the house, she looked Mm -hmm. both ways. Why? I don't think she a part of the life like that. She's part of a life. She is a part of life. I don't know. Maybe she she the big singer down to the church or the pastor. Mm. Well, we know that people be at churches up to Shanann's. Look Mm -hmm. at Dean. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mom is B78. Grandma is B78. So then we get to the penultimate episode of this show, and it is only five minutes. It is five minutes. I watched it again today, twice. It was cringe. I thought it was beautifully done. So, last scene of the show, Scrappy's getting promoted. Got a big job, big man, big job. And they taking him somewhere that don't exist. And this is going to be his new stash house. He's going to be working. That's gonna like the cook up house is gonna supply Baisley and Forty. And he's just in the car. And when you rewatch it, he's excited like a child. He's excited like somebody on their first day of school, work, uh, losing your virginity, everything that could be the most exciting things, top of a roller coaster. I did the- when he was sleeping with the prostitute. You don't remember when they took D Wiz to the um club? Oh yes, yes, yes. That excitement, just at a level of excitement. And Marvin don't shut the fuck up for nothing. Not and, only. and Lulu is not even in the shot most of the time. His energy's in the shot. Right? And they get to the new site and they get out the car. And one thing I will tell you, the guy who plays Lulu does a really good job of embodying the Malcolm, that's his name. His embodiment of the physicality of a Queens or a New York guy from the 90s, the way he moves his body sometimes like freaks me out because the way he gets out the car and probably because he's wearing like a certain kind of boot, which is heavy. So he walks like a little drag to his feet. Mm-hmm, yeah. I know, you know what I mean. You understand I what I'm walk. saying? I, I know the walk. This is what but that's my- like an acting choice mm-hmm. because I've seen him in Snowfall. He's in L.A. And Chuck Taylor's, he's not walking like that. Well, like, we saw him last summer at the... Um, yeah, it was last September. And I told her, I was like, yeah, my sister always says that you're my type. 
And he was like, word? I was like, yes, yeah, the New York thing. But he wasn't in his New York bag in that moment. He was in yeah. his his other bag. That's not New York. Yeah. And like Marvin's like got a toothpick. Instead not of- a snack. Uh-huh. And he is talking and talking and talking. And t- I ain't seen Scrap talk this much. Ever. Ever. And get in this building. He's like, yeah, we're going to have all, we're going to sell all the crack. We're going to make crack, crack, crackity, crack, crack, crack. Let me take a deep breath. And these, because the people who wrote this shit, this episode, up and down. But the people who shot this shit? (laughs) So when they turn around, when Scrap turns around to talk to them about, like, what his plans are, and they shoot Marvin in the foreground, lighting a cigarette, and Lulu kind of Lulu in the background stepping away like in the, like I've never it's like it's like red light green light that's how, like every time you look away he'd be further away and further away and when he says what he's saying and the gun goes to his head and Marvin takes a pull of his cigarette and looks down in a way and Lulu turns away and she he says oh shit and shoots him. So Raquel has to kill Scrap. She's t- She ain't sending nobody to do the things that she must do anymore. No, she wanted her brother to do it. She wanted Lulu to do she it. Wanted, he literally she wouldn't set get- a boundary. Like, enough. She's not sending Marvin to do... I don't know if she thought Marvin... I don't know if Marvin's like not allowed to... But Marvin kills people. Marvin kills people he kills he people said. all the time, but I don't think that she could trust them to kill somebody that they had some kind of care for. And she's tired of sending people who can't shoot and get the job done. It happened once because it was her child that she should have been protecting. That she ain't. And over her taught, brother. She only taught to shoot like uh one one coffee can. Right. Time. Um, there My are favorite brothers. part of that scene is when Lulu leaves. Because I want to know what does that mean? It don't mean shit. He going to the car. They write back to it. He's pissed about what he has he's to do. He's going. But he, he's going. He's going. That's why he walked out that door and they let that door close on him. He is leaving them. Well, my whole now. thing is like, if she knew she had to kill Scrappy and she, I mean, I know she don't really care. This is the flaws of her. Like, she don't care. I don't know why she felt like they needed to be there. Thank you. Why she had to punish them so they told her they didn't want to. She didn't have to sit there and watch um Lulu kill that boy that used to be in her house. And what's a little bit whose mother's up. house she went to. Yeah. What's a little messed up about it is the people, you know, when they when D Wiz died, they said the streets needed a body. Mm-hmm. The streets are not really going to need a body for Scrappy because they are the streets that would have needed the body. You feel what? Well, I'm the saying? thing with Scrappy is that I think that they, if he was not to be trusted, then they had to end it, and it was that was the only way to end it. But it still sucks. Yeah, you but know, nobody's going to them. They're not going to be. Nobody's going to be. His mom is going to be upset. His aunt is going to be upset. His family, yeah. But. 
they might take the money and gamble it. They take the money, whatever money. She's not going to give them any money. You know, why think? would she give them money? He's he over the um, pocketbook. She might give them some money that are wrapped it. But yeah, that was beautiful. That was beautifully shot. shot and acted. They really, it's the quiet sometimes. I like silent acting. I like acting, you know, when it's the body. And the camera. Because the camera really helped. The way her hand came out the corner. Yes. Like, we didn't know she was going to do it. We thought one of them was going to have to do it. No, I wasn't sure who was going to do it. It could have been Warrell. You know what I mean? I think if it was Warrell, Lulu would have lost his ever-loving mind. Yeah, it it would have been Warrell. Yeah. But it was just Lulu's sadness from the moment he got out the car. And you have siblings. Mm-hmm. And the way that they looked at each other when he when he walked in there and they just looked at each other like... It's funny where they choose to be close. That's his their brothers. Mm-hmm. But it's funny where they choose to be close. I think that they connect on an emotional level. Like this bitch got us doing other shit, other shit, and more other shit. I don't, I don't even think it's that. I think it was like this is fucked up. It is fucked up. You know what I also think? Like going back to whatever this turning point was in the family, it feels like Marvin was definitely fucked up by it, and Raquel was definitely fucked up by it. But Lulu might have been too young to be fully fucked up by it, because he even he even still speaks about the father affectionately. I can't think. Okay, let's let me see something. I don't think that they. Marvin is older than Lulu. Rock. Raquel is the middle. Mm-hmm. And Lulu is the baby. Lulu's a baby. Because they don't speak about their father. They barely speak about their parents. But when they do, they reference mom. Marv is mm-hmm. the only one who holds on to this thing that his father gave him. This love of music. Lulu is holding on to the love of music from there. Yeah, dad. that's what I mean, Lulu. But yeah. This is an interesting um I like this episode. Yeah, we didn't even do that in the beginning. I give it I give it a, a seven and a half out of ten because some of those scenes that that's that famous scene yeah well, that famous scene was terrible. I totally re- it, it re- resonated with me. So I you know I didn't take anything away from that. I love the reiteration of the relationship between Juke and Kanan because we don't really get a lot of them together. So when they give us them together, they make it warm and cuddly. And I love you, man. I love you. Um, it was nice to see Harlem quickly, quickly, but it was nice to see. I wonder what they're gonna have the mother doing, Kenya. They shot a lot in Harlem, from what my Twitter feed says. So, so yeah, um, I dig it. Uh, did did you see the episode? Did you see the scenes from next week? No. What was it? Um, 
So your man is definitely going to have Kanan in his car talking about, I'm about to say something to you and it's going to sound crazy. Really? Yeah. It's gonna okay. It's going to be the craziest thing you've heard in your life. That's what Howard says. Detective Howard says. So that's interesting because she definitely was like, yo, somebody, well, he's going to try to tell you something crazy. But That's why I don't like her. I don't like that. She could have just told him the story. Listen, this is what happened. It was like this. It was like that. Da, 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 da. Tell your story before and someone else tells it. He was threatening to like, he threatened, because he did, he was like, yo, anybody else come to this part but Kanan? I'm blicking. Um, huh. Again, she believes him. She only sent Kanan. Mm-hmm. Enough to only send him. I want to know his 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 origin story. What's his villain story? Who? Um, uh, Howard, because she believed him. He was scary until he woke until he woke up from being shot. <laughs> anybody else would have? She would have sent either Marvin or Lulu with him. He was like, even if I even think. That one of your brothers is with him. The mom, kids, everybody dying. No lie. Like he was like, I will kill. I will kill you. Send him, send him down to the park by himself. She was like, okay, motherfucker, you gonna have a gun though. See? I don't know, Gooding. This I am not, I am not, and I love the ladies, not in that way, but I love a strong lady character, and Raquel is not a strong lady character to me, and maybe that's how she, maybe she's not being written well enough for me, because I'm feeling Kanan, and maybe it's because I know that character, and now I'm sadder about the way he goes. Um, yeah, what about, um... Sometimes people are not as tough as they actually seem. So all of, of course. all of the faking it, faking it, faking it is making her get you overdo. It's the overkill. That bitch is hard as a rock. Like MC Light in the video. She is hard as a rock. Not light as a rock. She is hard as a rock. She is a hard woman, child. Like uh, the way she killed... The, Neither of them men could have killed that kill Scrappy like that. Lulu barely was able to get the get the D Wiz thing done. He did it though. I still can't believe that. And it hurt. And he still messed up. That's why his dick's not working. Sorry about your dick, Lou. It's a whole bunch of reasons why. Like he's feeling bullied. He probably got that little the youngest sibling bullying feeling. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Girl, I got to watch these scenes. But I I hope people are enjoying our our reviews. Well, let um, us know if you're enjoying them. Uh, we we on IG. Uh, we still looking for the right unique. Unique. I hope I hear lots of Beyonce this weekend when I go to Vegas. And by I hope, I mean, I'm taking my wireless speaker and I'll be playing lots of Beyonce in my hotel. I've been playing it a lot. And then um, 
I've been playing Solange as well. Because somebody did like a mashup where they took uh, they took cranes in the sky and put the what was the uh, plastic off the sofa. Mm -hmm. Sounded really, really good. And I was like, I forgot about Solange for a second. And I started playing that. Miss Tina knows be out there swinging for her daughters. She should. Love to see it. You know how you Capricorns are. No, she'd be like, whether we don't like the, if you could do it better, then go do it better then. But until such time, this is what it is. I I still, I am looking forward to whatever Act Two is, man. I think it's visuals, though. It's going to be visuals. Probably one of the Netflix things that she owned. Oh, I know Netflix you, some stuff. You the sex, 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 sex. You're the second person to call out that she does own. <clears throat> she owns Netflix some work. She owes Netflix some work. So I would like to see. I'd like to see some videos now for all the songs, please. Don't I want to? I want her to go find Grace Jones and give me Move because Heated really like Move, and I feel like everybody, as a New York person, I feel like I do have a level of exposure to Caribbean music mm-hmm. that it, feel, it, it is very much part of like like I don't understand when people don't understand dancehall. Buck up his buck up his buck up. I do understand when people don't understand soca because I'm sorry you guys. Shut up. Don't but 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 when we were com- we were coming up parties was dead reggae and hip hop together and then house. So this album is like all the things that, you know, and like R&B. When I heard people who didn't know any better trying to compare this to what Drake put out, because what he put out was dance music, but it was not the dance music from what, like you said, house, hip hop. Yeah. It wasn't that. It was totally when people were like, yeah, I could totally see Drake's album at the Ibiza. Yeah. That's exactly I can see somebody finding a way to take some of the old Jungle Brothers albums. Yes. Like, I could see maybe someone taking, like, maybe Girl I'll House You, my mixing house. it with um, a couple of songs, like, inter- like, working through it. Move. Move out the way. I, Move was my first favorite, but I really like Heated. I like heated a lot. And the acapella sounds crazy. Ka-ka-ka-ka-ka-ka. Oh, man. I think you froze. I did freeze. Okay. I love it. Yeah. So anyway, guys, uh, keep listening to Beyonce's album. Let us know what you thought of this episode. This season is spicy as fuck already. My heart is broken. The Thomas brothers are breaking my heart. Raquel is not breaking my heart. She's sickening my tummy. Um, follow us on Termogen Talk in all places. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Tell a friend. Argue with us. Let us know if you like the episodes. Um, and we'll be back next week because I will be back on Saturday so I can watch the episode on Sunday and then watch Game of Thrones which we could talk about at another point in time. And then we're going to record and we'll be back next week because we are dedicated to being here week after week for you guys. 
child, she loved this power thing because Hotfoot Chantel, don't even get me started. Bye.